Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Come on, do I have some people believing God for that today? That we will walk in abundance. Listen, we're going to have more than enough to give to the kingdom. We're going to have more than enough to take care of our parents. We're going to have more than enough to be of a blessing to people. Come on, how many people are ready to walk in the abundance of God? Glory to God. We are going to move with the speed of the Holy Ghost. Moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. Come on, everybody, one more time. Let's sing it. Your fathers, glory to God. You know that we, we've got to come to that moment where we're believing God for the best because there's a lot we need to do. I'm telling you, praise God. Come on, are you here? I said, Praise God. How many of you are ready for a new level of abundance? Amen. The blessing of God will cause it to come to pass. Glory to God. You know, I was just thinking today as I was coming for the meeting, how much more we can do for the kingdom. How much more? How much more we can do for the kingdom? Glory to God. How much more we can do for the kingdom if we get into the plan of God for our lives? I don't know about you, but I've made up my mind 2021. It's going to be a year of supernatural abundance. I will give to the kingdom like never before. I will bless people like never before. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, one of the things that God is dealing with me about is trying to see things possible in my mind. Amen. I can see that this is possible. Glory to God. This level doing so much for the kingdom is possible and that's why you know we should sing songs like this until it becomes part of our spirit praise God until we walk in the reality of it because our best days are ahead of us amen come on I said our best days are ahead of us thank you Lord our best days are ahead of us there are people who would go to school on your bills. And you just send people to school, give people scholarship. Praise God. I said praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. How much more can we do for the kingdom? You know, when you see people struggling with whether they should pay tithes or they should not pay tithes and all of that, it's, it's just a little bit of poverty here and there. Just, it looks like they want to know more, but it's just a bit of, you know, because they look at the 100,000, if I remove 10,000, then it's 90, bag of rice is 37,000. It's, it's just, it's just that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I was thinking today about the work we have to do in the office. And I was thinking, we could actually employ more people. We could actually do with more staff. Praise God. Look at some talented people that are busy working and doing stuff. Yeah, it's good to work. But we could take some of that talent and put them in the kingdom. And just get things to run faster. Praise God. But you know, we ask them to come work for God. What's the first thing they're going to ask of? 
Are you going home or you're here? Come on, talk to me now. What's the first thing they're going to ask of? How much? And come on, how many of you know if we offer them, we're going to pay you 15000 a month? Uh, they won't be able to pay their rent. Right. Well, how many of you think that we can pay some more in church? Yeah. And we can get some more good hands in church? Yes, Praise God. Hmm. But we're going to do it. Because God is going to cause the money to come. Uh, well, the faith is still rising. I said we're going to do it. We're going to have more staff in this church. Because we want to speed up things. Amen. And God is going to cause the money to come. Hallelujah. Are you ready for tonight? I didn't hear you. Are you ready for tonight? How many of you were blessed yesterday? Well, you couldn't be blessed if you were not here. <laughs> so how many of you are blessed yesterday? Okay, that means how many of you are here yesterday? Alright, let's get into the word. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, man, my faith is pumped up. Glory to God. I'm believing for some things. Amen. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Yesterday we, ta- we started talking about why are we having a weekend of increase. And we said, you've got to pay attention now. Number one, to feed on the word of God regarding increase. To feed on the word of God regarding increase. Number two, to feed our faith on God's plan and purpose for our lives. To feed our faith on God's plan and purpose for our lives. Number three, we're having a weekend of increase to renew our mind where material increase and biblical prosperity is concerned. We are renewing our mind. We're changing our mind about the subject from God's word. Number four, to create an atmosphere for the miraculous where God's increase for our lives is concerned. Praise God. We are creating an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can cause miracles to happen. Um, After the service yesterday, one of our brothers met me and he shared a wonderful testimony with me a couple of months back was scheduled for a job interview and then I mean trusting the Lord for it and uh, he just told me yesterday that he got the job amen and not only getting the job almost moving up to a supervisory role how many of you know that's the blessing of God that's the blessing of God one of the things I'm believing God for in these meetings and through these months all of you who are trusting God for jobs glory to God Put your faith out there because there are going to be miracle jobs released in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, is somebody believing with me? There will be jobs released and you've got to take a hold of it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Alright, so we talked about that and then we looked at Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 28. Amen. We looked at the blessing and we said every time the blessing is mentioned, fruitfulness is mentioned. So we looked at it in the life of Adam. We looked at it in the life of Noah. Praise God. And then we ended in the life of who? In the life of who? Abraham. So we ended up in the life of Abraham. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 51 verse 2. It says, Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who gave birth to you in pain when he was but one. I called him. Then what did I do to him? I need you to talk. What did I do to him? I blessed him. And what happened? I multiplied him. And we say that every time the blessing was at work, we see multiplication. And that's very, very important. And then we looked at Genesis chapter 12. And we see where God began to deal with Abraham and began to call him up. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord, verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and your father's house 
to the land I'll show you. And I'll make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I'll bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I'll curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. Now Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And we see that this materialized in the life of Abraham. This blessing began to work. Now, of course we understand if you study the Gospels that the blessing of Abraham also speaks of the message of salvation of the Gospel that came through the lineage of Abraham, which is Jesus Christ. But we understand that this is a spiritual blessing that has physical manifestations. Go to Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1. Like I said yesterday, take your time to feed on these messages. Feed on these words. Meditate deeply on them. Confess them. Speak them over your life. You know, one of the, one of the challenges I think we... Uh, one of the challenges I think we have most times is we allow these things to slip. We don't stay on them long enough until they, they uh, form an image in our hearts. You know, whilst I was getting ready for the meeting, I was, you know, just flipping through um, Gloria Copeland's book, God's Will is Prosperity. And one of the things she was talking about is that when they got a hold of this message, and they began to meditate on the scriptures. They didn't even have time to watch television. It wasn't like they didn't want to watch television. They didn't have time. Because they were really spending most of their time digging into the word, learning the word, meditating on the word. Are you here? Come and talk to me. Are you here? You see, these things should consume us. Meditating on the word. It, it should, you see, I, one of the prayers I pray every time is that the Lord will open our eyes to see our potentials. To see what we can do for the kingdom. To see how much demand is in our lives. And, and how, you know, how we need to daily Get into the word of God so God can use us to change the world. When we're talking about increase, we're not just talking about increase so we can buy things and show off. No. No, it's so that we can fulfill the purposes of God for our heart. You know, so when the Lord speaks to you about blessing a brother or helping a sister out or sending a child to school or blessing a minister of the gospel, you are in a position to respond to that. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? You will not just have good intentions. You will have good intentions backed up by the resources to accomplish them. In Genesis chapter 24 verse 1, the Bible says, Now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him, that's blessed Abraham in how many ways? In every way. The Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Come on, somebody say, the Lord has blessed me in every way. That's a good word. The Amplified says, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Wherever you look at, Abraham was blessed. And remember, Abraham started out alone, the Bible says. The God called him alone. You know, God can call you alone. And if you respond to Him, He will cause the blessing to walk in your life. In Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 9, Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 9. It says, I will turn towards you. Leviticus 26 
and verse 9. So I'll turn towards you and make you fruitful. I'll multiply you and I'll confirm my covenant with you. He says, I'm going to turn towards you and I will make you fruitful. You know, I used to use this scripture to confess for clothes when I started out in ministry. Verse, verse 10. I used to use verse 10 to confess for clothes a lot. It says you will eat the old supply and clear out the old because of the new. So I used to use it to believe God for clothes. That I'll have, I'll give clothes out so I can make room for the new ones. And I, I mean, I leave this, I leave this scripture. Then, every six months, I'll give out my clothes and I'll have new clothes coming. I'll give out my clothes and I'll have new clothes coming. I'll tell you something. I don't preach the, the, I don't, I, I'm not just a preacher of faith. That's how I live. Every single area of my life, I can take you to a scripture where I'm standing and I'm believing God. And I'll say this, and I'll keep saying it no matter how it sounds. The day will never come when I'll pick my phone and ask anybody for anything. It won't happen. I haven't learned the word that way. I'll tell you this. Every single thing you see in my life, in this ministry, in our lives, every single thing you see came as a result of trusting this word. Absolutely. There's no one person who will stand up and say, well, you asked me for this or you begged me for this. No. No. We learned the hard way. I showed you, I used Acts chapter 28 to believe God for our house rent. Many years ago, uh, about 10 years, we're, we're married for 13 years now, but when, when myself and my wife got married, we began to speak the scripture, Deuteronomy, our house will be filled with every good thing which we did not buy. We spoke that scripture, we prayed that scripture every new year, we prayed that scripture every new year, and today our house are filled with good things that we did not buy. Someone say, Pastor, can I, can I live that way? It's your choice. If you, if you want to, you can. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? And what I've observed over the years, we've spoken those scriptures so much that the blessing has overtaken us. And I can't remember when last we had to sit down and pray for stuff. Or believe God for stuff. Because right now, words that were spoken over 10 years of consistently sowing the word has gotten on to our future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right now, the Lord has removed those personal needs from us so we can begin to believe God for the kingdom. We literally started out with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. When we got married, we just had a TV that was given to me by someone and then we didn't have a proper phone. We just put our clothes on the floor and fold everything together. That became our mattress. But when we stood on the word that our house is going to be filled with good things which we did not buy. The word of God will produce these things. You know, the challenge with people is sometimes they get into the word of God and then they confess this thing and then the next day they are looking outside. Yeah, has it not come? Yeah, has it not come? No, 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 no. The word will work. I don't mind walking the word for as long. You see, one thing I know is that I will not die until the word of God comes to pass in my life. So the longer the word stays, the longer I'm going to live. I'm not in a hurry to exit. I don't have deadlines for my faith. I just live. I live with the sense of an eternal being. You know, because some of you put your faith on emergency mode. Your house rent will expire December 31st. You start believing God December 28th. And then you put yourself on that pressure. Put everybody on that pressure. That's not how to live. Why don't you put your faith to work a year ahead of time? Why don't you put your faith to work? Are you following what I'm saying? Why don't you put your faith to work way before time? So that your angels get things ready for you. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's go to... Let's, let's go to... Psalm 115. No, let's go to Psalm 127. No, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. 
I want to explain something to you here in Genesis chapter 3. Many people say, well, you don't have to trust God to be rich. You don't have to believe God to be wealthy. That's true. That's true. You can work hard without God and make money. But I don't choose that way. And that's what I've said to you. And you've got to be careful of your language. You know, this hustle thing is going on. Ah, this is my hustle. Oh, help my hustle. Be careful of that. You're not a hustler. The blessing of God is upon your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Throw away that street language. Cast it out of your mouth. You're the blessed of the Lord. You're not a hustler. You, you need to be careful of those things. And sometimes when you get around people, and, and I mean, the Lord is speaking to me strongly about that. I remember, I'm going to use a lot of our personal stories just to help you. I remember when myself and my wife started out, we were holding each other accountable for confessions. If I say something, my wife will say, well, that's what you will have. I'll say, no, 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 no. In fact, it was easier with her because when I correct her, she'll quickly adjust. You know, but when she corrects me, then you know, yeah, I'm the pastor. I'm the man of the house. I want to try and look for, hey, that's not what I really mean. No, it doesn't say what you mean. It says you will have what you say. It didn't say you will have what you say that you mean. No, it says you shall have whatsoever you say. And you know the truth? Most times, the thing we say don't come to pass immediately, but we've said them. What that means is every spoken word is a seed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, come on church, are you here? Every spoken word is what? Is a seed. And later those words start catching up with you. Later those words start catching up with you. And you're wondering, why is my life like this? Oh, why is this happening? He didn't say, you would have what you really, really mean. He says, no, you shall have what you say. You can't speak poverty and expect to end in prosperity. You are the prophet of your own life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you there in Genesis chapter 3? Let's look at this now. Go to verse 17. Let's examine this now. It says, then to Adam, this was when man sinned, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, oh, and have eaten from the tree, about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from. Look at this. Cursed is the ground because of you. Cursed. Like I said, I'm not rushing these studies because I want you to get it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Let me, let me pause here. Something's coming up in my spirit. How many of you have stood up at night, okay, get up at night to meditate on the Word of God? Just get up to meditate on the Word of God, speak scriptures, and pray the Word. How many of you have done that? Okay. Just half person, because the person didn't raise his hand full. So maybe he did that meditation while his body was sleeping, but in his, in his mind, he thought he woke up. But how many of you have got up at, the, at night to worry about a situation? Or you didn't get upset, sleep did not come, and you worried very long into the night. Let me see. If you don't raise your hand, you are lying. <laughs> then I know that I have liars in church. Come on, do you think that if we would convert the worry to meditation, we would have more results? We will absolutely have more results. Hmm? Look at this. Cursed is the ground because of you. Now look at this next line. In toil. In toil. Now, that word toil, pay attention carefully tonight, please. That word toil is the same word as sorrow. In toil, you shall do what? You will eat of it all the days of your life. Now, the Bible did not say you will not eat. It says you will eat. But you will eat under a particular condition. What's that condition? Toil. Now observe that word. I said that word toil is the word what? Sorrow. I think in uh, the King James he uses the word sorrow. He uses the word sorrow in the King James. Now pay very close, close attention. Alright? Pay very close attention. Both tongues and thistles it shall grow for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. Alright? Now, he goes on to say, verse 19, 
By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. Now, the word sorrow and toil is the same thing. The Amplified uses actually sorrow and toil. So it actually means that if a man works hard, he will eat bread. Did you see it there? And I'll tell you the truth. Even if you don't serve God, just go out there, work day and night, put in the hours. What's going to happen? You'll increase. But something is missing. Because that's not the original plan of God. Now, God is not against hard work, but there's something about hard work and the blessing. That a man works hard, but the blessing of God is upon his life and causes that work to prosper. Now, observe what happens here. The Bible says, out of the toil, you shall eat bread. Now, go to Proverbs chapter 10. Remember what we read in Genesis 3. Please keep it at the back of your mind or the front of your mind, wherever is safest. Go to Proverbs chapter 10. You know, people keep things at the back of their mind and then they forget it. So put it at the front. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What does it say in Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22? I didn't hear you, church. What does it say? Proverbs 10 22. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds, no what? Sorrow to it. Where did we just read about sorrow? Where did we just read about sorrow? Genesis chapter 3. That if a man is toiling the ground, he will eat a bread of sorrow. But the Bible says there is something that takes away that sorrow. Do you have the Amplified Version? I got my Amplified Version here. Proverbs 10, 22. It says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And He adds no sorrow with it. And I like the next one. Neither does toiling increase it. It means what takes out that dimension of sorrow from our labors is the fact that we've got the blessing of God. Every time, what breaks my heart over believers is seeing how they go about life. You can see these people, children of God, who ought to have the blessing. It's sorrow. It's so much labor. We don't prioritize the word. I told you here about the brother who came to the meeting of Brother Copeland. We don't prioritize the word. When we take our jobs, we don't consider it important. Many people will stay away from meetings because, yeah, their jobs will not allow them. Even people who have their own jobs. Even people who have their own jobs, who have responsibility over their own affairs. They're not available to serve God. They're not. If I ask you today, what is your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God? What would you say? What was your great? Let's take out your tithes and your offerings. Are you available for the work of the kingdom? Are you available for the purposes of God? Can God trust you with an assignment? When Saul got born again, God had to speak to Ananias and say, go lay hands on brother Paul and open his blind eyes and commission him into the ministry. If it were to be our days and our time, would God find you free to handle somebody and set them in the part of the kingdom? Praise the name of the Lord. Are you learning something this evening? He says, the blessing of God. So there's something called the blessing. Put up the scripture for me again. Proverbs chapter 10. It is the blessing of the Lord. It makes truly rich. And it adds no sorrow to it. There is something called the blessing of the Lord. And it has to work in your life. You, you've got to spend time meditating on this thing. And, and go to Psalm 127. Go to Psalm 127. Let's read something there. Psalm 127. 
It is God's will to prosper us. Prosper us according to His terms. Learn this thing. Learn this thing. I don't know how, how I can encourage you to get into the Word of God. Get your confessions. Stand up in the morning. Confess the Word. You know, most of us are so busy in the morning, we get up without spending time in prayer. We get up without spending time in the Word. We go to bed late at night. We can't spend time in the Word. What, what exactly are we busy about? You know, you know, sometimes life is very fickle and we don't understand it. Right? You know, all these ones, I don't have time. I'm very busy. I don't have time. And I keep saying to people, you know, everyone, right? Not everyone here. You know, but every human being is one sickness away from poverty. One sickness away from poverty. All the doctor have to tell you is we don't know what is wrong with you. And you know what they'll start doing with you? They'll give you all kinds of drugs. You say, try this one. Try this one. Try that one. Try this one. Try that one. Try this one. Try that one. And you realize that the time you did not have, you would have that time. The money you did not have, you would have that money. Why don't you spend more time meditating on the word? It will put your life forward. You know, many times when, when we talk to people about this, I, I don't know why people feel so, but they say, oh, it's because you're a pastor. I said, no. There are many pastors that are stressed. There are many pastors, you know some pastors go check them, high blood pressure. They're thinking of the church bills, thinking of members that left, thinking of, you know, this, thinking of that. Because they haven't also learned the way of faith. You know, I, the word does not work for me because I'm a preacher. The word works for me because what? I walk the word. I obey the word. I act on the word. Look at Psalm 127. Verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Go to verse 2. It is vain. The word vain means vanity or useless. For you to rise up early. Hmm? And do what? Retire late. To eat the bread of painful labors. Hmm? Look at it. Get up early. Retire late. You've got bread. But it's bread of sorrow. It's bread of toiling. I'm not talking about getting up early and going to bed late. It's not a bad thing. But what are you using that time for? Look at it. Retire late. Rise up early. Retire late. To eat the bread of painful labors. But it says, For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Oh, I like this. It says, When you are the beloved of the Lord, even in your sleep, the Lord is giving to you. He's, he's causing things to work for you. He's ministering to you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, he, look at this. For he gives to his beloved, even in his sleep. When the beloved is sleeping, God is at work. The blessing is at work. You know what? Look at Abimelech. Abimelech got the wife of Abraham. And, and, and when, when, you know, the Abimelech wanted to, 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 to grab the wife, Sarah, grab the wife of Abraham. And the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, this man is a prophet. Say, go with, go, give him whatever it, and let him pray for you. While Abraham was sleeping, thinking his wife had been captured by a wicked king, God was giving him deliverance. And in the night, Abraham, um, Abimelech had a vision. And then they brought all these things. And they met Abraham in the morning to pray. Even in our sleep, the Lord is causing people to minister to us. We're not rising early. We're not going to bed late to eat the bread of sorrow. You know, most times I look at people and I said, Okay, all the years you've been laboring like this. All this struggle to get this, to get this. Where are you? It's been ten years. 
One instruction from God can set you on the path of wealth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One relationship can set you on the path of, of wealth. Listen, you know I work hard. If there's, I think if there's one thing, you know, I'm a good man to my family. I think I am. <laughs> if there's one thing all my family have against me, my wife, my children, it's the fact that I work hard. I work too hard, right, in that sense. You know, if you ask them what's their greatest, in fact, I remember the last time, they, they, they all said they are going to tie me on the bed one night. I will not be able to wake up and work. So, I'm not, I'm not preaching laziness. But I'm talking about when you're working hard under the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is no strain on you. You're not fighting people. You're not grabbing from people. Look at this. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors. Why? Because that bread of painful labor is a product of the curse. When the blessing comes on your life, it removes the curse. And people will not understand how you're prospering. People will not understand how the increase is coming. Look at this. For if he gives to his beloved, even in his sleep, the, the H there is small H, which refers to you, the big H, he is, is God. I like this. Even in my sleep, God is giving to me. You know, I'll talk about this on Sunday. About the power of an instruction from God. You remember Peter? God asked Peter, Jesus asked Peter to move his boat a little bit. And Peter God, Jesus got on the boat of Peter and he moved a little bit and Jesus, uh, Peter, Jesus preached from the boat of Peter. And after Jesus finished, he says, cast your net on the right hand side. And Peter said, we've toiled all night. Toil, toil. Look at that word again. Right? Hey, come on. Say that word again. We have done what? Toiled how many nights? All night. That means he started fishing 6 o'clock in the evening. Come on now. Until 6 the next morning. They didn't catch one fish. Uh, toiling. Painful labor. Maybe they caught some fish but it was not really good. The scripture said they were already washing their nets. And you know what? Jesus says, well throw your net on the right hand side. Jesus said nets. Peter threw, threw nets down. And you know Peter was very wise. Worldly wisdom. Peter did not actually put a very good net down. Because there is no net that a fisherman takes to the river to fish that would break easily. Yeah? Do you agree with that? Except it's a very old net. And Peter, in my mind, I'm just thinking, Peter, you'll say, you know what? Let's just put up this net. Hmm? We've washed all these clean ones. At thy word, so that it won't be like, you understand... We have weekend of increase so that they will not say that I did not come. Let me just come. I will not carry my jota. I will not carry anything. So that you will not be calling me. Hey, where were you? Where were you? As if I'm a small child. Hey, true. It's true, isn't it? The scripture says, listen, his net was full and it was breaking. And they had to signal to their partners. And all their boats were filled until the boat was almost sinking with a weight load of fish. If you've ever... My grandfather was a fisherman. Never in his life was he able to catch fishes enough to sink, almost sink his boat. That's his, his whole toil for all the years he was alive was not equal to one time the blessing was at work in his life. Where did those fishes come from? They responded to the voice of their creator. That's what happens in your life. When the blessing is in your life, creation will respond to you. People will respond to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, come on, you didn't get this. When the blessing of God is on your life, listen, it doesn't matter where you are located. People will come, will find you. Glory to God. And that's happening to somebody right now. People are coming to locate you. You will be picked for jobs. Glory to God. That you were not even thinking at, at your back. People are going to recommend you. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're just going to shift levels so quickly. It will be like a dream. This boat was full. What was at work there? The blessing. 
God was trying to tell Peter, my one word is equal to your 10,000 years of labor. You know, sometimes we think we can work hard. Sometimes we think we're strategic. I'll do this. One plus one. I'm going to do this. Then I'll do this. I will add this. I will add this. And you're strained. No time for God. No time for your family. No time for your children. No time to even enjoy what you have eaten or what you have worked. You know, you go to, you go out very early in the morning. They cook, you, you cannot eat breakfast because you're going out very early. So you buy bread and a car. Alright? The woman now knows you. To merely see the bus coming, he knows the bus number. EF2224. Your hand is already stretched. If you have transferred money to account, so they know you. <laughs> and they throw hot car to you on the bus. You eat quickly. Then you're coming late at night. Your wife is tired. Food had finished. Alright? The woman selling fried yam also knows you. So, for, for 31 days, it's Akara in the morning, fried yam in the evening, Akara in the morning, fried yam. Even all the chicken they bought in the house, the only thing you know is it has finished. That's the thing you hear. You buy it one month, it's finished. You are not even free to enjoy, to eat. You're laboring. Something is not right. We don't see that pattern in scriptures. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? But that's going to change from today. Because the blessing of God is going to come to work in your life. Come on, I said, the blessing of God is going to come to work in your life. Glory to God. You know, when I was starting out, <laughs> I'll tell you some funny stories. Well, it was good, but, you know, when I was starting out, I get up every morning and I declare God's word over my bank account. Deuteronomy chapter 28, your storehouse shall be filled. You know, th- my bank account is so much on my head right now. The old one, not this 10 digits, 631 That's my long bank account. And I'll declare every morning, in the name of Jesus, the blessing of God is upon my storehouse. You know, and I'll call my name, I'll call my bank, and I'll say 631 You are coming to the overflow. I mean, I, I mean, I had all those confessions on my head. Because that was my storehouse. That was my savings account. I mean, that thing is so stuck, I can hardly memorize the ten digits. That's the longest digit. Because I confessed that for years. And it's just stuck. <laughs> At a time, you know, starting to confess God's word over my storehouse, uh, well, that changed over time because then they had to be changing that thing every two, two years, or every three, three years. I had my ATM cards on my head, confessing the word. Speaking God's word. You have to be deliberate about this thing because it's your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Confessing God's word over your storehouse. There were days I'll pick up Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 all up until verse 16 and declare over it. Declare. Put my name there. Declare. If I had, I had one Bible, I canceled. If I see you, I've canceled it and put Maxwell. Right? And so it was easy for me to read. It's my Bible. I bought it with my money. I can do anything I want with it. You've got to be deliberate about this thing. Brother Copeland we say use your faith. As a mechanic, we use his tools. Be deliberate about it. You will, listen to me. In this life, you will need all the favor you ever need. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need as much help as you ever need. You know, people today, I mean, today people go to the market and you just, you look at your money and you look at what you're buying in the market, you realize, man, this is not happening. And you know, people say, well, it's good to have multiple streams of income. And I'm like, okay, where are all the multiple streams of income taking us? There's something called the blessing. There's something called the favor of God. When it comes upon your house, glory to God, what's going to happen? The blessing is going to come and work in your house. Glory to God. Now, let's read on. Uh, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with the enemies at the gate. Let's do... Let's look at the life of Joseph. Okay? Genesis 39, and then we have a few minutes here. Go to Genesis 39. Let me show you something. Get a hold of this word. And if you're a family, come together and start believing God together. I mean, it's an amazing way to just train your children. I was asking my kids yesterday, what are you guys believing God for next year to happen in your life? 
You know, get them to believe God. Don't, even if you have the money to buy things, don't buy everything. Let them learn the practice of faith. Praise God. Hello. Let them learn the practice of faith. I remember the first year we came, we, I was calling out with a friend of mine in the area, and then uh, Carrie's just, my wife and Carrie's, and my daughter just came in. And Carrie saw people riding bicycle. And he came to meet me. Ah, where is his bicycle? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, do I look like NLNG staff to you? We're missionaries. You know, but I didn't say that. I just told him, so what kind of bicycle do you want? Say you want a red bicycle. I said, well, I can't buy it now, but we can believe God for it. So we prayed together. We believed God for it. I think about a month later, someone called us and gave him a red bicycle. Exactly. That's how we believe God. I mean, whatever they ask me that I can't afford, we look up to God. Because we are all children of God, including me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now where your children ask you for something, say, do I pluck money from trees? When your father left me, did he let... No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Direct them to God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Direct them to God. Learn to look up to God. Use your faith. Use your faith. Learn to believe God for things. Learn it. Learn, I'm telling you now, learn it. The day you, be, you exercise your faith. Exercise it. Don't just use your faith only in emergency. Be training it. In the day of emergency, it will learn how to work for you. There are things I don't buy with my money. I'll never buy. I'll keep believing. I'll keep putting my faith out there. If it takes five years, I'll put my faith out there. I'll put my faith out there. For it to come. Train your wife like that. It will put less pressure on, your, on you. When we first got married. I mean, we, we, I mean, there was no money to buy, buy whatever stuff. We learned to call food stuff by their name. And we got exactly the same things we required. Somebody said, well, it's because you are a pastor. Well, I know many pastors who are hungry. Every time you hear a testimony and you give an excuse why that is working, you're not ready to work it yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're not ready to work it yet. Do you know some pastors that are hungry? Do you know some pastors that are hungry? You don't know? Oh, some pastors are hungry. Maybe they don't want to tell you, but they are. (laughs) So this thing is not about you being a pastor. It's about you being a word man. Working the word. Let's look at the life of Joseph. Genesis 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, bought him from the Ishmaelites while taking him down there. Can you see this? Joseph was bought as a slave. So he had nothing. This was a slave. Houseboy. Bought. <laughs> the Lord was with Joseph. So he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Every time I read this, it stuns my mind. This man was in the house of a man, his master, and the Bible said he was a successful man. How can you, how can you say that? He didn't even have his own house. But you know what? Why did the Bible say he was a successful man? The very first line. The Lord was with Joseph. The fact that the Lord was with him, the blessing was on his life already. Now listen to this. It doesn't matter if he had material things or not. It was just going to be a matter of time. The blessing was going to overtake him. And that's where some of you are right now. You don't have anything around you. It looks like there's no material substance you Go into your house. The whole place is empty. You look at your bank account. There is nothing there. Listen. As far as the Lord is with you, heaven already records you as a successful man. It's a matter of time. The material world is going to catch up with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that will change the way you think. It will change the way you talk. You won't have a beggarly approach to life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come and talk to me now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You won't have a beggarly approach to life. You'll be confident of the blessing that is at work on your inside. <laughs> oh, man. These things. I went to preach in a place. When, when you hold these truths, hmm, 
they will give you a kind of boldness that almost looks like arrogance. If you have been to, if you, if you understand Delta State, I went to preach in a church in Aurora where I used all the money I had then hmm, to go preach in the church. You know, then we haven't learned to trust God so much. So we're thinking when we finish preaching, they'll give us an honorarium. And I finished preaching. The man said, Ah, you, you blessed us. You, you, you blessed us. In my mind, I'm saying, Don't try it. Don't try this nonsense. <laughs> this nonsense you are thinking. Don't try it. Even me, I know that I blessed you people. Because I preached, I preached heavily under the anointing and I also preached extra. <laughs> you know. And then they let me go. Her. And I was going to, well, I mean, that was the last time I, I went to any place to preach without taking my transport. Well, I learned the, 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 the negative way. You know, if I'm invited anywhere to preach right now, I mean, I believe God for my fare and everything. I'm just make sure he's ready. But that taught me a lesson. And I began to walk, and I began to walk, and I began to walk. And I said, Lord, <laughs> have mercy on me. I will not try this anymore. And God says, well, put your faith to work and trust God. <laughs> I said, God, just help me. And from nowhere, a couch came in. Just like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to worry. So okay. And the man carried me. I believe that was an angel of the Lord. I absolutely believe. Because this was an expressway. And, you know, it was later. I began to say, God, well, I could have used my faith before I went for that meeting. Instead of waiting and doing some trek and doing an emergency. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't put your life in danger before you use your faith. Don't wait until your things have been thrown outside because you, before you use your faith. Don't wait until problems come before you use your faith. Don't wait until you're sick before you confess divine health. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every day when my feet touches the ground, I say, Father, thank you. Because from the crown of my head to the soles of my body, the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me and it quickens my mother body. I say that every single day. Under my breath, I say it. My body is inoculated by the spirit of God. I don't wait until I feel pains. No! I don't use my faith in emergency. I use my faith daily on purpose. Come on. You confess favor on purpose. Hallelujah. Alright. Are you there? So, verse 3. Look at this. Now, his master saw that the Lord was with him. And how the Lord, I like this, caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. You know what? The blessing was so evident in the life of Joseph, that even people who did not know God saw that there was something at work in his life. The man said, wow, everything this guy is doing, there is an invisible force causing it to prosper. That should be our testimony. When people look at us, they're like, wow, there's something behind your life. Though, that's not the time to say, well, I'm, I'm actually a brand strategist. No, that's the time to say, thank God for the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't say, well, I'm, very, I'm a very multi-talented person. I don't sleep at night. I learn how not to take the glory for what you don't even have a clue about. Just say, that's the, that's the glory of God. That's the favor of God. That's the blessing of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, sometimes I look at people and I'm like, yeah, why are they struggling with this? And why are they struggling with this? And the Lord is like, the Lord just turns my eye back. And you're like, you know what? It's the glory of God at work in your life. It's the glory of God at work in your life. Now, you know what happened, right? The, the glory was so... Verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight. I'm going to talk about that maybe on Sunday. The favor of God. What, one, one of the ways that God blesses his children is to cause people to find favor with you. They just find favor and they want to bless you. I mean, if the Lord puts his favor in your life, people will bless you like they have... It's almost like people blessing you... It's almost like a duty to them. Like, I need to bless this guy. I, I need to bless this guy. <laughs> Glory to God. Now look at this. Oh, thank you, Lord. It came about from that time that he made him an overseer in his house and over all that he owned. So the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord... The Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned. And in the house and in the field. This is amazing. This is one man. 
You know, some people feel, well, yeah, you know, even as a single girl, carry that mindset. If I get married to any man, the blessing of my life will rub off on him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be using marriage as an escape from poverty. The marriage is not the blessing in that sense. Oh, who will come and carry me for my father's house? Oh, who will come and have suffered? I cannot suffer with another man again. No, it means there is nothing on your life. And you are even a risk. Because, you know, if, if the poverty is so strong in your spirit, you even drain what the man carries. They are just waiting. Waiting for who will I, and who will I say yes, I do to? Who will I say yes, I do to? Who will I say yes, I do to? What's your problem? Huh? You, ha- you ought to have the blessing. And you know, and I say that with all boldness, you cannot hang around me and the blessing will not rub off on you. It will rub off on you. If you come close to me, it will rub off on you. Why? Because it rubs off on everything that's around me. I don't do anything and it goes down. I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing I'm inspired by the Lord to start that diminishes. It doesn't. It, it, it constantly grows. It goes. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a second nature. For increase to come on anything I lay my hands to do. Especially if I'm directed by the Lord. Because the blessing is on my life. The blessing came upon the life of Joseph in such a way that a hidden man recognized. Do unbelievers know that the blessing... You, you, you're not confident of the blessing. He says, it, it came, the, Lord, the blessing came upon every... Even on the field... The blessing came. Now, here they come on. May we come to that point where people will say, after we employed you in this company, we discovered that something came with you and the blessing of God is upon your life. May we come to that time where people will recognize the blessing of God on our lives. That when they associate with us, the blessing will kick and go into effect. Let people not meet us and their lives will go down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody just meet you and say, you can call me anytime. You begin to, you are now like the devourer made manifest. Drain people. Don't do that. It's not of God. Listen, there's, listen to me and listen very carefully. This might sound a bit harsh, but listen very carefully. There's no man on this earth that was designed to cure your poverty. The price for your poverty cannot be paid by any man. It was paid by Jesus. Have faith in the blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Have faith in the blood. And I'll tell you, the Lord will cause men to favor you you didn't even know. And when they do it, they'll do it honorably. They do it with, with joy. They'll do it because the Lord in your sleep is causing men to minister to you. Desire to sleep with Joseph. And Joseph said, I fear God. Because there's a lifestyle that goes with the blessing. Sin will corrupt the blessing. Sin was what made the first man to lose the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You cannot be living the blessing and walking in sin. The blessing is too precious to sell out. But you know, Joseph knew the source of his increase. So he didn't want to compromise. It's when you don't know the source of your increase that you compromise. You know that happens to ministers all the time? If you look up to the people in front of you as the people who are going to give and fund your ministry, you can't preach some truth. Alright? You look to the offering bucket. How many of you know you won't preach some truth? Yeah, you won't. If you look to the offering or the people you're ministering to as your source, what's going to happen? That's why we see pastors running after politicians. You know that the election is rigged. And you still open your, your church up for thanksgiving. To thank the God who helped them to rig elections. You know why they'll do that? Because they want them to help them roof their cathedral. That's the truth. I like what Abraham did. Abraham told the king of Sodom, he said, I will not take anything from you so you would not say you have made Abraham rich. I've lifted up my hands to God. You know, sometimes we talk about these Old Testament saints. They don't have the Holy Ghost. They don't know the Holy Spirit. They did not... But when you look at the way they walked with God, they had more trust in God than us. A slave, if, if a slave, they sold you now from here, they sold you to, to Niger Republic. They now made you head of this thing. Madam now says, sleep with me. I say, is that the only sin? I thought it was more. I, I mean, you even say it's favor. So I don't just know. I don't know. I'm just on my own like this. Just say, I, if Madam not like me, who am I? 
I mean, you, you, you say it's the favor of God. You find a way to testify. That is the blessing that is attracting her. And then the man rejected. And you think when you reject like that, the Lord will make you prime minister immediately. What happened? They threw him in, play, in prison. But the, the blessing is stronger than the prison. He said, the blessing is stronger than anything man will do to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, you didn't hear that. I said, the blessing is stronger than anything man will do to you. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how oppressive a man is and they oppress you. They deny you everything you're supposed to get. And you know, people like, no, no. The blessing will superimpose itself and it will get you out of there. Let's look at this. Let me read this quickly. Oh, man. Ah, I'm enjoying this now. So he ran and left his garment. Verse 21. Verse 20. 20. Uh, So Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail. The place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in jail. But the Lord was with Joseph. You know, every time I write, but the Lord was with Joseph, if you look at my Bible, I circle it and I write the blessing. And extended kindness to him. And gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in jail. So that whatever was done, he was responsible for it. The chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge. Because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Oh, glory to God. The man carried the blessing into the jail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know one thing about Joseph? He maintained the right attitude. You know why I know he maintained the right attitude? He went to meet other prisoners. Maybe our time is gone. I need to pick up from here on Sunday. He went to the prisoners and said, why are you sad? Hmm. Imagine us. We're not even in prison. We're in our own house. If Joseph were alive, he would ask us in our own house, why are you sad? You know, sometimes I really don't get why believers are sad. I'm, I'm very serious. I, I don't get it. Why are Christians sad? Why? Hmm? Some of us are so... Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why we're sad. Really. We're even living in a place where we have lights 24 hours. Shouldn't be sad here. Some of you are in bachelor homes and you have air conditions. And you are sad. You don't pay lights. There's free token. And you're sad. Go out there and see where people are paying lights of 25000 a month. Hmm? Do you realize even in this community we are blessed? I mean, went to worry over the weekend to preach. There was hold up. I was very irritated. Because I can't remember last. You know, there's no hold up here. I can't, how do people survive in this place? I just wanted to come back quickly. But Joseph wasn't sad. Because the blessing does not work in that kind of environment. Learn joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn to be happy. You know, some of us, people want to favor us. The angels of God have arranged everything in our sleep. They have organized everything. People are bringing things to bless us. And they meet us. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, I'm not sure she's in the mood to receive. Hmm? Learn to be happy. Learn to rejoice. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. We'll pick up from here tomorrow morning when we have more time. Let's, let's be on our faith. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's thank God for the blessing. Oh, We thank you, mighty God. Come on, let's thank God for the blessing. Let's thank God for the blessing. Everyone, lift your voice. Thank God for the blessing. Oh, we thank God for the blessing. Oh, the blessing of God is at work in my life. It's causing doors of ministry to open. It's causing doors of resources to be open in the name of Jesus. It's causing men and women to be blessed by our messages all over the world. Thank you for the blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Oh, we give you praise and glory. Let's make this confession out loud and clear. One to go. I am blessed to be created in the image of God. I'm blessed to have dominion over my world. I'm blessed to have more than enough always. 
I'm blessed to be fruitful and always increasing. And above all, I'm blessed by God. Come on, let's take it again. And above all, I'm blessed by the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm blessed to be saved. I'm blessed to be delivered. And I'm blessed to be healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, how many of you thank God for the blessing? Oh, how many of you thank God for the blessing? Father God, we just release an unusual amount of favor right now over everyone that belongs to this house. In the name of Jesus, we cause the favor of God to go and work on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, we pray for jobs, we pray for gifts, we pray for signs, miracles, wonders, healings to take place. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.